0: Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of live from the bunker. I'm with Ethan Evans here, as always. Episode three is right here right now. We are back after the Players' Championship with Justin Thomas. It's great to see an elite member of the golfing world winning a huge tournament. Of course, it's always good for the game. He took home the Players' Championship, fended off Lee Westwood there at the end. It was great to see him back as well. Ethan, how are you doing? How are your thoughts on the results of the players
1: i'm doing well um yeah just as you said it's great to see an icon in the game of golf like justin thomas uh, win a tournament especially after the um, controversy he's gone through so far this year it's been a tough ride but good to see him back on top and his game this game definitely looks good going into uh, the masters in a couple weeks so should be exciting
0: all right this week we decided It would be fun with the entire world is, is consumed by March Madness. Of course, every year during March, that is the number one thing, filling out your bracket, picking the upsets, picking the Cinderella story. So we want to take March Madness and transfer into the game of golf. And what better way to do that than with an official March Madness golfing bracket, where we take the top players from the official world golf rankings. We pin them head to head. Seated by their golf ranking and and ethan's going to crown a winner of a single round golfing match one versus one match play and um we're going to see who comes out on top it should be very interesting ethan before we get into this who's your actual march madness winner i know you've gone back and forth but in the actual basketball tournament
1: yeah i've been changing it like crazy i'm definitely obsessing (laughs) over it um especially we have a two year gap in between March Madness you get super excited. So as of now, I have Alabama winning it all, um, over Illinois in the final. I know you have Illinois winning, so yeah. it's interesting to see how far they go as well.
0: All right. Enough of the basketball talk. We're here for golf and we've got it right here. The official bracket. I'll go through the list. The number one player in the world right now is still DJ Dustin Johnson. He's going to be taking on the 16 seed Matthew Fitzpatrick. Remember, just because someone's a 16 seed in this tournament doesn't mean they're a bad player. He's still a top 16 player in the world. We're just doing one region because 64 players, we could be here all day. We, just, we want to get the top 16 players in the tournament. Uh, number eight players, Terrell Hatton. He's going up against Patrick Cantley. Those are the eight, nine matchups. So You would think it'd be pretty even a tough choice there. I think the star-studded matchup of this first round is going to be the 5-12, a common upset in the basketball tournament. Bryson DeChambeau versus Brooks Kepka. should be interesting to hear who Ethan picks in that one. I wish we could see that in real life for sure. The 4-13 matchup, number four seed Colin Murakawa coming off that win a couple weeks ago, playing against Tony Finau, the 13 seed. And then the 6-11 matchup is also exciting. Xander Shoffley versus Roy McIlroy, the Northern Irish man. He is ready to go in the 11 seed. Could be another potential upset there. Number three seed John Rahm versus Victor Hovland. Two young guys getting into the game should be exciting there. Patrick Reed versus Webb Simpson is the 7-10 matchup. And then closing it off, Justin Thomas, the recent players champion, the hot hand right now taking on Daniel Berger. Ethan, let's start off right away here in this one versus 16 matchup. One round, any golf course you want. Dustin Johnson versus Matthew Fitzpatrick in a match play. Who do you think is taking that?
1: I think this is probably the biggest no-brainer of the bracket. I'm going with Dustin Johnson right away. I think he just has too much power, too much finesse. His putting's improved so much. There's a reason he's number one in the world. And Matthew Fitzpatrick is solid, but he doesn't hit it that far. And he can get really inconsistent with his iron play and make some big mistakes. So I definitely have DJ in this one.
0: The thing that's interesting about this is there's not as much of a there's not as much of an upset potential because they're not going head to head, you know, maybe a 13 seed has a better three point shooting and they're great at defense, but this is just, you're in your yeah. own game. So I think having DJ uh, there's nothing that Matthew Fitzpatrick can really do to stop Dustin Johnson. Yeah, for sure. So this eight seed versus nine seed Terrell Hatton versus Patrick Cantley uh, two two kind of new names on the scene a little bit. Who do you have winning that matchup? Uh, I got Terrell Hatton here. I, I think
1: he's, just been playing so well. He's just been, he's had a positive trajectory as of late, just climbing up the world rankings, playing a lot of his golf in Europe. So maybe it's flown under the radar, but um, I just think he's a better all-around player than Patrick Cantley. um, And I think
0: he'll get it done. Yeah. Terrell Hatton, the eighth ranked player in the world. So another, uh, another favorite there. He missed the cut of the players, but he's expecting to turn that around soon. So this, this is a matchup I'm most excited for Ethan Bryson DeChambeau, you had him a couple of weeks ago winning. You correctly picked Bryson DeChambeau uh, and he's going against Brooks Kepka, who we always know is going to be an elite player in contention. But um, the, the first place finisher at the Arnold Palmer Invitational versus Brooks Kepka, who do you have winning that matchup?
1: Well, Bryson's really coming into his zone right now. He's doing everything really well. His putting super underrated, but a healthy Brooks Kepka is a force to be reckoned with. And I think, if you got both of them healthy going one-on-one, I think Brooks Koepka is just too mentally tough and has more experience in the biggest of moments than Bryson does. So I like Brooks um, as the upset right here.
0: Uh, I mean, it's hard to call even call that an upset, but he technically is a 12 seed. Now moving on to the next matchup, Colin Murakawa, he won the WGC Workday Championship, 18 under par. He just finished two under at the Players, a top 50 finish for him. He's going against... Tony Finau, who's always kind of struggled to get over the hump in some major tournaments. Who do you think wins that matchup?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's truly amazing that you got Tony Finau ranked 13th in the world when he hasn't won a tournament since, I think, 2015. He's just been that consistent. But I really think when you look at the biggest moments, Tony Finau hasn't been able to get over the hump, as he said. And so for those reasons, I mean, he's playing against a guy in Colin Marcau who's young, but has already proved himself winning a major um, ended this tournament a couple of weeks ago. I got Colin Morikawa rolling in this one, and I don't think it would be that
0: close. Okay. Moving on Xander Shoffley versus Rory McElroy. both great players. One of them is a little bit more of a veteran than the other one. Who do you have winning that in the six 11?
1: Well, I think if you had this matchup a couple of years back when Rory McElroy won that tour championship and Shoffley was also playing really well, I'd probably take Rory McElroy there, but Right now, when I look at Roy McIlroy's game, he's just very inconsistent. And you just saw him at the players really struggle, miss the cut easily. Um, and so in this matchup, I like how steady Xander Shoffley is. He never gets, you know, too high or too low. He's always very level-headed. And I think a guy like Roy McIlroy is really struggling with his swing, trying to get more distance. I think that's going to cost them. I think um, a lot of people might pick Roy McIlroy here, but I, I like Xander Shoffley to pull
0: it out. Shoffley was on just, in the late January, or early February window, he finished second place in the Farmers and Waste Management uh, Phoenix Open back-to-back. So uh, maybe he could continue that hot streak. Maybe he's a dark horse to go pretty far in this tournament, but he would have to play the winner of the three-versus-14 matchup, the number three seed, John Rahm. Of course, we know his name. Uh, he was somewhat in contention at the end of the weekend at the Players, and Victor Hovland, the young gun from Oklahoma State, who also might be a dark horse to win the actual basketball tournament. Who do you have winning this one?
1: Yeah. So it an interesting matchup because both these guys are definitely pretty young. They haven't proved a whole lot on the tour, but John Rahm, I actually had him. He was my prediction to win this last week of the players. I think he was going to come out of that slump and, and play really well. And he did actually just wasn't able to put together a great final round, but I think he's got a pretty good matchup here against Victor halvin because he doesn't have, Obviously, doesn't have any match play experience. This is a one-day match. And I think Victor Hovland's been able to show flashes of his tremendous talent. But when it really comes down to it on those last couple of holes, he's, been, he's made some critical errors. And I think John Rahm has the best, maybe the best overall game in the world. So I got John Rom.
0: Okay, the 7-10 matchup. The winner of the Farmers Insurance Open just a couple of weeks back, Patrick Reed versus Webb Simpson, the 10-seed. That's an interesting one. Once again, one of the more even matchups in this tournament. Who do you have winning? Yeah, I think this might be my
1: favorite first round matchup right here because these two guys are just absolute ballers. They don't hit it very far in an era where driving distance is taking over the game. And both of them are just absolutely amazing in match play. They've played multiple Ryder Cups. And so it's really tough. But I just have to go with Patrick Reed here, I think, because he's just absolutely lethal one-on-one. And you just don't want to be the guy standing on the, on the other side when he's going at you. Um, so I got Patrick Reed here.
0: The final round of 16 match of the sweet 16 is the two versus 15 seed. We're already at the bottom of the bracket and it's the number 15 seed, Daniel Berger, the American against a fellow American, Justin Thomas, who just won the player's championship. He surged. Uh, he was not in the lead on Sunday, but he came back, shot four under par. Uh, and he won at 14 under. He just finished 15th at the workday. So you would expect him to, to kind of be carrying the momentum. Obviously he struggled earlier this year, but now he's here. He seems like he's back. Who do you have winning two versus 15?
1: Yeah. So we got great match up here. Justin Thomas, obviously the player's champion and Daniel Berger is actually the odds on um, favorite to win the Honda classic this week. And so, this is probably going to be my, my upset of this first round. I'm going to go with Daniel. Wow. Berger. And I think that everyone, you know, and their mother would pick Justin Thomas, but I just feel like Daniel Berger, whenever he's been in contention, he's just really played well. And he's been able to finish the job, which is very rare of a, of a pretty young player. And he just trusts that, that cut that he plays. His mechanics are definitely very interesting, but he just is one of those guys like Webb Simpson who just really trusts himself. Doesn't hit it that far, but he goes out there and balls. And I think Justin Thomas is a little bit too inconsistent. He can put it all together, but he can also have a bad round. So I think Daniel Berger would sneak it out here.
0: Yeah, and sometimes making pars and a couple birdies is is all you need, really, in a match play tournament. So I could definitely understand that. It's not like Daniel Berger's a terrible player. It's not like a 15th seed. Absolutely madness. You know, he he could definitely compete with anyone up here. Now we're moving back up to the top for this elite eight Dustin Johnson, the number one overall seed here, the favorite probably to win this tournament against Terrell Hatton, the eighth seed. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see who you have going through here. I'm interested for this one.
1: All right. So definitely interesting matchup. I think DJ is just playing too good of golf over the last year for Terrell Hatton to overcome that. So I got DJ right here, but it would be a, Definitely a super fun match to watch.
0: Okay, so DJ moves on to the final four. No real surprises there. Now we have um, one of the bigger upsets of the tournament so far, Brooks Kepka as a 12 seed, the 12th player in the World Golf Ranking. He's going against Colin Morikawa, the number four seed. He won a few weeks back. This one should be interesting.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I just got to take... I got to take Brooks Kepka's experience here over Colin Markawa. I mean, Colin's been so good in, in those couple of tournaments that he's won, but he, he doesn't really, he hasn't shown that with all the fans back in attendance that he's been able to, you know, really hone in and release that pressure that he's feeling. And Brooks Kepka it, showed it on the biggest stage. I mean, he shows up for majors. He's great match play. So I just think even though he's a 12
0: seed, he's just one of the top options in this tournament. All right, part two of the Spanish-American War here: Xander Shoffley versus John Rom. Both great players. Both can can hit with the best of them. Who do you have?
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely would be a war out there. But <laughs> I think in the end, uh, John's going to be able to, you know, get that Spanish territory and and really be able to overpower xander shuffley i think his distance and finesse is just you know sometimes intimidating and a guy like xander shuffley doesn't quite have what it takes to overcome that
0: and finally in this final elite eight round we've got the number seven seed patrick reed going against the number 15 the cinderella story we all know and love daniel berger the 27 year old american he already took down justin thomas in the first round does he have it again um, I do not think he quite has it because and there's one reason
1: only. He's going up against Patty Reed, the one and only Patty Reed, the guy who everyone That's... hates, the guy that just fights off all that criticism and just goes out there and, and plays, just won the farmers' insurance, as you mentioned. Um, just always so good at match play and when the whole world's watching, he's gonna get it done.
0: All right, that brings us to the final four. Remember, the four remaining golfers are. the number one seed Dustin Johnson. The number 12 seed Brooks Kepka. he worked his way uh, through a, a tough couple couple matches. He had to take on Bryson DeChambeau in the first round and Colin Morikawa in the second round. Then we've got the three seed John Rahm going up against Patrick Reed. So, Ethan, in this first round matchup, not in Indianapolis, maybe we'll say this is in Augusta, Augusta Georgia. Who do you have? Dustin Johnson versus Brooks Kepka. In my opinion... Uh, could be the two, on any given day, the two best golfers in the world. Who do you have?
1: Well, there's two things that are for sure in this matchup. One thing is that Dustin Johnson is the best player in the world. And the second thing is that Brooks Kepka wants his revenge. And mm. I'm talking about Augusta in November at the Masters. DJ just played so well, able to get the job done. And Brooks Kepka was interviewed about how Dustin Johnson won and you know, what was, what was he doing so well? Brooks Kepka was just absolutely furious. You could tell he was jealous. Um, him and DJ kind of have a rivalry. They're both great players and Brooks Kepka kind of alludes to the fact that he always had, that he's has more majors than DJ, which is very true. Um, DJ hopes to catch him obviously, but I think Brooks Kepka wants that revenge so much and he shows up so much in the big moments and he's shown that he's more mentally tough than DJ overall. I think Brooks Koepka would win on the 18th hole by sinking like a 15 footer and he would just fist bump right in Dustin's face. And it would be, it'd be an awesome upset.
0: Wow. The 12 seed going on to the championship round, the battle of the weight room. That's what I would call it between those two kind of revolutionizing the game and right in front of our eyes, possibly two proteges of tiger woods. Uh, If you saw the documentary, you saw that he kind of changed the game of golf in that way, or if you followed him at all, obviously moving on to this next matchup, we've got, John Rahm, the only non-American that's made it this far, versus Patrick Reed, the Masters champion, uh, the you know, one of the more consistent players on the tour for the past, you know, five or ten years. John Rahm versus Patrick Reed, the other member to go play against Brooks Kepka in the championship.
1: Well, what an interesting matchup this is, and just keep in mind with the Ryder Cup coming up, this could be a match that we see. I mean, these guys are obviously. Um, it's a top guy in Europe, top guy in America, and I think Patrick Reed's match play experience is going to outduel John Rom's talent. I think John Rom's going to make some critical errors with some errant tee shots, and Patrick Reed is going to be able to, you know, make those key putts that he needs and just keep grinding it away until he wins.
0: All right, so that brings us to the national championship of golf, Ethan. Take us through your winner. All right. Well,
1: this is definitely the final that I was looking for. Um, Brooks Kepka versus Patrick Reed. Just an absolutely amazing matchup. Um, you wouldn't see in a Ryder Cup because they're on the same team. But these guys both have that fire that a lot of people don't like. I think a lot of fans, you know, either yeah, really like sure. or really hate them. And, but one thing you can't deny is their mental toughness. And this is why they made it to the finals. And, I think when it really comes down to it, it's going to be Brooks Koepka that comes out on top with his, his power, his, his instincts for making great putts under pressure and just his swagger that he has when he's playing well. I mean, it's just, it's tough to come back from being down against this guy and especially against a guy like Patrick Reed. He's not going to want to let that happen. So as a result, I think Brooks Koepka would be crowned the champion in this thing.
0: I think you're right. It's two of the biggest villains in the entire sport of golf. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing to see them go at each other. One of them lifts up the crown. In the end, it's going to be Brooks Kepka, according to our expert, Ethan Evans here. It's a hypothetical, obviously. I mean, you would love to see it happen. Wouldn't that be a fun way to crown the FedEx Cup champion, a match play tournament like this? We talked about ways to get more people to watch the game of golf. And I think, Ethan, really quickly, I, I want to get your thoughts on the FedEx Cup tournament, the FedEx cup, the tour championship and do you think that's the right system where it feels a little bit heavy on the last couple of tournaments to kind of determine the winner versus, uh, you know, a culmination of the entire year. In reality, it, it really comes down to, can you win the tour championship? Can you win those last couple of FedEx cup points? Do you think it's the best way to decide a winner? or Do you think something like this, where you have a match play, you have to work your way to the top. You have to be consistent for four, uh, four or five rounds.
1: Well, I think, you know the match play thing would just draw so many more viewers and i personally would just absolutely love if that was the format but it really doesn't take away the fact that you know the one seed could lose to the if they did you know one through 32 or something the one seed could easily lose to the 32 on any given day you know they shoot 68 the one seed and then the 32 seed happens to 67 and all of a sudden their see their work all season long is gone right and so while it would be exciting, I don't know if the players would enjoy the fact that, you know, they could play so well all year long and then just lose to a guy that had his best round ever. So it would be great for the ratings, but I think the format they have now with their new improvements by starting the Tour Championship with each guy at their own score already, um, like Destin Johnson was leading, started at, you know, I think it was 12 under and then the rest of the guys were behind him in, in, in order. I think that's a really cool thing because it rewards what you've done over the season and it doesn't allow, you know, the 30 seed to go in there, win the tournament and then get the FedEx cup. So I think, you know, I'm a ratings guy. I think it would be awesome to add a March Madness type of thing into golf. And I think maybe the FedEx cup wouldn't be the right place to do it. They should make a tournament like that at some point every year, every two years, it would make the game super exciting. And people who love March Madness would definitely love that as well.
0: Yeah. Maybe having Dustin, the top, 10 seeds get a buy or maybe having dustin johnson be up to going into the first round matchup something like that could make it more even but you're definitely right that i think one thing the fedex cup does is that even though you can win the tour championship we've seen it before where you win the final tournament but don't even end up winning the fedex cup so there is definitely more stability with that and i think uh, maybe you are right it does crown a more uh, consistent champion but like you said i think for a lot of golf fans it'd be fun to fill out their bracket and everything but let's look ahead not all the way uh, to the FedEx Cup champion. Let's look right ahead to next week. The defending champion of the Honda Classic is Sanjay M. But it's a 7,100-yard course in Florida. Who do you think has the best chance to maybe make a push that we haven't seen in a while? And then who's your outright champion?
1: Well, uh, I would say, you know, looking at the odds you got, Guys like Daniel Berger, Sung J.M. being the past champion, he's got good odds as well. Lee Westwood has a ton of momentum. I like Daniel Berger to definitely be in the mix this week. I think it's obviously a great course for him. He's not the longest hitter, but he can put it out there. And 7,100 yards is definitely doable for a short hitter. But I think my dark horse and I think the eventual champion in my eyes is going to be Shane Lowry. Um, wow. Definitely an interesting pick. He hasn't won since the Open Championship that he's currently defending still because the one last year got canceled and he has been playing progressively better as of late. He's made seven of his last nine cuts and last week at the players, he finished um, in a tie for eight. And so, um, and, and with a nice final round to get there. And so I think his game, you know, he hits the, those controlled tee shots that don't go very far. We saw that at the British open. He was able to really just be super consistent. And I think when he's playing well, he has that, you know, mental strength to be able to pull out the wind and, and play to his best ability. And so even though it's a dark horse pick, I would watch for him to be in contention. And he's definitely my pick this week.
0: All right. Well, Ethan's one for two so far on picking the correct champion. He had Bryson DeChambeau and he had John Rahm last week, who was right in the mix. So expect Shane Lowry to be right up there. He tees off at 5.09 AM. Um, I'm not sure if we'll be up for that, but we'll watch him play the end of his round uh, for sure. So, Make sure you turn in this week. It's the Honda Classic. And make sure you tune into our show next week. We'll be back to recap it. Look ahead to future tournaments, play some more fun games. And we'll see you all next time live from the bunker.